This is Cosmic Coffee Time, the place where we take a look at what's happening somewhere in the universe in about the time it takes to have a coffee. It's cosmology in a cup. So grab a coffee and see where in the cosmos we're going this time. I'm Andrew Prestige, and you can get all episodes of Cosmic Coffee Time wherever you get your favourite podcasts. Follow us on Twitter for some special content. And if you want to request an episode topic, send us an email at cosmiccoffeetime at gmail.com. Links are in the show notes. The Moon is Earth's only natural satellite. And this is part three of our mini-series on the Moon. There's so much to explore. We're taking a few episodes to really get into it. This time, we're going to look at the exploration of the Moon. We've all heard of the Apollo missions back in the 60s and early 70s, and we'll get to those in another episode. But the exploration of the moon goes back further than that. Of course, humans have always been able to see the moon, and we've been able to look at it through telescopes for about 400 years too. But when did we first send spacecraft with cameras to the moon? Naturally, we're fascinated by the crewed missions, but it all started with uncrewed missions back in the late 1950s. There were orbiters, flybys, landers, and the intriguing variety, the impactors. Let's take a look at these incredibly important but sometimes forgotten lunar missions. Pioneer Zero was the first attempt at getting some machinery to the moon. It was an orbiter launched by the US Air Force in mid-1958 but unfortunately it exploded shortly after launch. Things didn't work out, but that was the first ever attempt at launching an object beyond Earth orbit. About a month later, in September 1958, was the first Russian lunar mission, but that failed as well. In fact, the first nine missions failed in one way or another. Space is difficult. It was difficult then, and it's still difficult now. I take nothing away from the people who had a red-hot go at getting to the moon in those days. They learned the lessons that we still use today. Luna 2 was launched in September 1959. It was a Russian lunar impactor. It carried instruments to measure radiation and the magnetic field of the moon. On the 14th of September 1959, it became the first human-made object to hit an extraterrestrial body. Less than a month later, Luna 3 took photographs during a lunar flyby. These images contained humankind's first ever view of the far side of the moon. NASA's Ranger missions followed. These were all lunar impactors. Today, the idea of an impactor seems a little unsophisticated, but at the time, it was a great way to get some close-up images and data from the moon without having to engineer a landing. In 1965, Ranger 9 broadcast live TV pictures back to Earth right up to the moment of impact. Just for some perspective on the speed of development in those days, that impactor was barely four years before Armstrong and Aldrin would walk on the moon. The next step was to build a lander, a spacecraft that could land softly on the moon and send pictures and data back to Earth. While the NASA program continued, so did the Russian program. 
Luna 9 launched in January 1966. A few days later, it became the first object to survive a landing on the moon. I mentioned a soft landing earlier, but this hit the moon at 22 kilometres per hour. It was a rough landing, it bounced a couple of times, but the machinery survived. Luna 9 gave us our first images from the surface of the moon. There was definitely a space race in the 60s. NASA were developing the Surveyor program. Surveyor was a series of landers that were preparation for the Apollo program. The soft landing techniques were refined and they were the primary purpose of Surveyor. It also let NASA develop their skills in mid-course corrections, which were essential in navigating to the moon. On the moon, the Surveyor spacecraft assessed potential Apollo landing sites. Some had shovel attachments to test digging the lunar dust and other experiments. Surveyor 3 became probably the most famous uncrewed lunar lander. Unusually, this happened a couple of years after its flight. In 1969, Apollo 12, the second crewed landing mission, landed within walking distance of Surveyor 3. There's a great photo of astronaut Pete Conrad inspecting Surveyor 3. Alan Bean took the photo. A camera from Surveyor 3 was removed by the astronauts and it's now on display in the National Air and Space Museum in Washington, D.C. Remember to check out the Cosmic Coffee Time Twitter feed. And if there's something in the universe you want us to take a closer look at, send us an email. Links are in the show notes. Thanks for joining me. I'm Andrew Prestige, and I'll see you again soon for another Cosmic Coffee Time.